Let's open our Bibles and worship the Lord with a psalm. Psalm 147. Psalm 147. It is one of those psalms that begin and end with the words, Praise ye the Lord. And let's praise Him from our hearts and praise Him from our lips. We'll read it together. We'll sing it together. Psalm 147. Let's all rise together. And in unison, let's read this psalm, believing it's every word, as we express these words penned by David from the Holy Ghost, from our own hearts. Together, praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is comely. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifteth up the meek. He casteth the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. Who covereth the heaven with clouds. Who prepareth rain for the earth. Who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. He giveth to the beast his food. And to the young ravens which cry. He delighteth not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear Him, in those that hope in His mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise thy God, O Zion. For He hath strengthened the bars of thy gates. He hath blessed thy children within thee. He maketh peace in thy borders, and filleth thee with the finest of the wheat. He sendeth forth his commandment upon earth. His word runneth very swiftly. He giveth snow like wool. He scattereth the hoarfrost like ashes. He casteth forth his ice like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He sendeth out his word and melteth them. He causeth his wind to blow and the waters flow. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. Amen Amen and amen. You may be seated. Do you love to praise the Lord? Do you love to praise the Lord with words like this? These are his words, inspired by God, penned by David, and just given back to the Lord by us. It is good to sing praises unto our God. It's a good thing. I hope that you thought it was a good thing a few minutes ago, and I hope you'll think it's a good thing in a few minutes, that we get to open our mouths, make a melody from our hearts, and sing words to the God of heaven. He has told us, Bring words and come to him. And it goes on to say that it's a pleasant thing to do. 
and it's comely. It's a beautiful thing. It's pleasant and it's beautiful. And I hope that your heart believes that about singing praise to the Lord. Amen. He builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts. Have you ever been cast out of anywhere else? Yes, you have. Yes, many of us have been cast out, but he gathers together the outcasts of Israel and puts them together and builds them up. He heals the broken in heart and binds their wounds. Amen. Ever had a broken heart that the Lord's fixed? Yes, it should be fixed right now. And if it's not fixed, it's your fault, not his. Amen. Because you can bring your broken heart to him and he'll heal it. Verse 4, he telleth the number of the stars. He's able to count and he's able to count them all. It's an axiom of our understanding of the universe that the stars can't be counted. There's too many of them. You know, they may make their estimates, but they can't count them. But he telleth the number of them. In fact, he calleth them all by their names. Now, that is a God, Amen. brethren. Not only does he know the number of the stars, and it's not an estimate, he knows the exact number and he can tell it. He calls them all by name. Bless the God of heaven. Amen. You know, some of you know a little bit about the stars. I'm thinking of our brother, Chris Carnell. I look out there and it's just confusion to me as far as knowing where the constellations are. I might, with, with some time, find the Big Dipper. You know, with a little more time, I might find the Little Dipper. But the stars are beautiful, but he knows each one of them by name. And all the ones we can't see, he still knows them by name. Right. Calls them by name. And so it says in verse 5, great is our Lord. And of great power, his understanding is infinite. Is he, if he is able to have a name and to call all the stars by name, he knows your name. Right. And he knows you. Because his understanding is infinite. There's no measuring of it. He knows the end from the beginning on all subjects and everything in between. He's the God of glory. And he's the God of all wisdom. And we can trust in him. Verse 6, the Lord lifteth up the meek, he casteth the wicked down to the ground. When you read in the Bible, humble yourselves therefore unto the mighty hand of God, that's telling you to get down. But if you will get down, look what it says. The Lord lifteth up the meek. Right. And the New Testament tells us when you humble yourself under his mighty hand, he will exalt you in due time. And here it is, the Lord lifteth up the meek, but those that want to remain proud, he casteth the wicked down to the ground. Let's come to verse 10. He delighteth not in the strength of the horse. A horse is a beautiful animal. It can circle the track in Lexington, Kentucky, right well. Beautiful animal. You look at the hindquarters on a racehorse. And it is a beautiful thing to see the curves of that muscularity on its rear end. And what it's able to do when it sets forth at full speed with the rider on its back. Beautiful motion. Do you agree? I knew you would. Others in here agree. Beautiful animal. Legs, you look, you look at that thigh on a racehorse coming down to that small calf and that small hoof that's able to flip that and throw dirt and, and propel itself forward and leap great barriers, that huge thigh is strong. But the Lord doesn't delight in the strength of the horse. Right. Amen. He is not impressed. We are impressed. 
We had a few young men go to St. Louis recently, and they were taken to the brewery there. Oh, what's the name of, don't, uh, let's see. I don't like being having to be reminded. What's the name of that? Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch. And they have those big work, the big Clydesdales, the big horses that pull the, the wagon in their commercials. You know, those horses are huge. They're huge. They're not like the horses you've seen. They eat the horses you've seen for breakfast. They're huge. But the Lord doesn't delight in the strength of a horse. Because he's got strength that it can't be compared to a horse. But you know, in these times, men trusted the strength of the horse because the strength of the horse was important for battle. The strength of the horse was important for agriculture. They used the horse. They used the horse for transportation. The Lord doesn't delight in the strength of the horse. The second clause of that tenth verse, He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. If you've ever seen an athlete, a gifted athlete, they have unusual legs. Because the leg is the strongest part of your body. The muscles of your thigh, your quadriceps, your buttocks, and and your hamstring. And those muscles are the largest muscles of your body. And they're specially built on gifted athletes. But do you know what it says here? He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. And this nation takes so much pleasure in the legs of a man. When one can run maybe one second faster than another. Or jump maybe one foot higher than another. They take pleasure and delight in all of that. In all the athletes in our culture are worshipped as stars and paid like they're chief executives of nations. And yet look what the Lord says. He doesn't, that doesn't impress him. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. Here's what the Lord takes pleasure in. And I wish we could all lay hold of this, especially our young men. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him, in those that hope in his mercy. The Lord is not impressed by your athletic prowess or what you can accomplish in team sports or individual sports. The Lord is impressed and pleased and will bless those that fear him and trust in his mercy. Verse 13 tells us that the Lord our God hath strengthened the bars of thy gates. He hath blessed thy children within thee. Protection is from the Lord. The reason you're safe at night is not because you have a deadbolt. The reason you're safe at night is not because you have a sign that says, this house is protected by Smith and Wesson. You are safe because God strengthens the bars that protect you. When you travel, you're safe because the Lord protects your speeding, deadly vehicle. The Lord keeps us. And he blesses our children within. Thank you, Lord. He makes peace in the borders. Have we had peace in this nation for a long time? When was the last time Canada went to war with us? Mother, what would you do? When was the last time? You know, we have peace in our borders. The fact that we go around the world to find some skirmish to get involved in is a subject for another time and another place. But the Lord has given us wonderful peace. Amen. And we should be thankful for it. He fills us with the finest of the wheat. When you walk down a cereal store at the grocery, a cereal aisle at the grocery store, and I'm not saying that there's any real food on those shelves, but when you look at all those boxes, don't we have a, a variety of ways to eat wheat in our country? 
Do you know how many boxes there were when some of the men in this congregation grew up? Two or three. Now there's, what, 200? The finest of wheat. When you look at the bread aisle, can you choose any kind of bread you want? Can you get low-carb bread? Can you get low-fat bread? Can you get skinny bread, fat bread, Italian bread, French bread? Can you get bread? Can you get bread with raisins in it? Can you get bread with cinnamon in it? Icing on the top. Bread. Bread. The Lord has blessed us abundantly. How can we read Psalm 1? Listen, Solomon and David didn't know anything about wheat and bread compared to what we know. We are blessed abundantly. And we should rejoice when we read a psalm like this. He's made peace in our borders and he's filled us with the finest of the wheat. Look at your body. There's only a handful of people in here that can measure up against the Metropolitan Life Insurance Company's height and weight dimensions for healthy people. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll send it to you this afternoon. If you promise you won't get so depressed, you'll hang yourself. Because we have changed, and the reason is we are filled with God's fullness of blessings on our nation. And yet this nation does not thank Him, but we should thank Him. Verses 15 through 18 describe His control of the elements. He sendeth forth His commandment upon earth. His word runneth very swiftly. Do not think that it's www.weather.com that fixes the weather. Do not think that it's Greenville Online or the Weather Channel. It's the Lord that gives his commandment. Let it snow in the Piedmont. And his word runneth very swiftly. It comes all the way from heaven down to earth into our atmosphere and it directs clouds and how they're going to dis- disperse their moisture. Right. He sendeth forth his commandment upon earth. His word runneth very swiftly. Verse 15. He giveth snow like wool. It was a pleasure to talk to some of you the morning after it snowed, because it was like the, the, the Lord had put wool over the earth. It had, it had fur. It had a covering. It had that snow everywhere. It was white. He whitened and beautified the whole earth, because he gives it like wool, and he scatters the hoarfrost like ashes. Like we would take ashes out and throw them into the yard, he throws the hoarfrost, and it lands upon earth. He casteth forth his ice like morsels, Hailstones, sleet, who can stand before his cold? There is a national emergency in the Russian Federation right now and Siberia. And it's going to last until tomorrow. Because they're having temperatures 50 below zero. 50 below zero is fatal if you're out in it very long. If your skin is exposed, it burns it like fire. 50 below zero. It's part of the global warming trend in the earth. But there is a a national emergency right now in Russia. And the Lord says right here, who can stand before his cold when he really sends it? The reason we live here, one of the reasons we live here is by God's grace, we don't face cold like that. 50 below zero. Can you tell the difference between 30 degrees and 110? Can you tell that difference? We'll take that difference and subtract it from 30. And take another 80 degrees below. That is cold. Right. Your bones hurt at 30? Did your car doors have trouble opening this morning? Mm-hmm. How about 50 below zero? What do you think happens when you turn the key? What happens to oil at 50 below zero? 
You think it's just slopping around down in there like liquid? Cold. Who can stand before his cold? You know where it comes from? He gives an order. You children, it isn't the weather channel. It isn't Mother Nature. It's God. Our Father in heaven. He gives an order and it runs very swiftly and we get cold. But look what it says in verse 18. He sendeth out his word and melteth them. The hailstones, the sleet, the snow, the hoarfrost. He melts them. He causeth his wind to blow and the waters flow. He locks up water by freezing it with his cold. He blows a little bit on them and it melts and the rivers run. And we have spring and it's going to be here soon in this part of the world. Thank you, Lord. Verses 19 and 20, though, exceed all the others. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. Out of all the nations of the earth, he chose the smallest one to bless them with his precious word. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. By the blessing of God in heaven, who gave his commandment, we are not Buddhists. By the blessing of God who gave his commandment, we are not Hindus. By the blessing of God who gave his commandment, we are not Muslims. He has given us his word. We are the Jacob of the New Testament. We are blessed abundantly. Love him, all ye people. Put your trust in him. Fear before the Lord. Who does he delight in? Not in athletes. He delights in those who fear the Lord and hope in his mercy. Let's hope in his mercy. For this life and the one to come. Let's put our trust in him and fear him. He is a great God. And every change in the weather, remind your family, the Lord in heaven gave a commandment and it runneth very swiftly. Praise ye the Lord.